0: There's always something new and exciting happening in Montgomery County, Maryland. Join podcaster and business leader Kelly Leonard and me, Bob Levy, on another episode of Something to Talk About, where we speak with industry leaders making an impact in our county.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh?
1: Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com.
2: No process. Offer limited by law. 18+ terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Society
0: 13 and Progzilla Radio proudly present Frog Watch. With your friend and host, Big Tony Rousick, a.k.a. Prog's Watch.
1: Som om du var rädd för allt du trampar på Rädd att störa och rädd att be
3: Rädd att synas, rädd att Du vill alltid vara likadan
2: Att inte
3: lämnas sist på plan Aldrig, aldrig sist på plan Men rädslan att stå ensam kvar Tor potkonturen av dit jag Du så där süt dit weeksamhet som till slut bli till din säkerhet men en säkerhet som du och jag
2: Thank you.
0: Well friends, welcome to Prague Watch. Our opener was Sist Pa Plan, a classic tune from the Kaipa album Solo in 1978. According to Google Translate, my Swedish is not so good, that means last on the plane. For those who don't know, Kaipa was the band that put the great Roina Stolt on the map. And Mr. Roina Stolt is the subject of this show and will be the subject of another show in a few weeks time because I was lucky enough to score an interview with him a few weeks ago, and I want to spread my sheer joy over two shows. Plus the guy's pretty much Prague royalty. He's been in five really important bands over the years, including the aforementioned Kaipa, The Flower Kings, Transatlantic, The Tangent, and Agents of Mercy. He's also worked and toured with the likes of Steve Hackett and made an album with Mr. Yes himself, John Anderson, last year. So yeah, I was a little bit stoked to score this interview, and I'm very excited to share it with you, oh faithful listener. Royna doesn't write a lot of short two- or three-minute tunes, so I'm not going to talk a lot. I've got a lot of music planned and more than 20 minutes of interview, and our friend Rob Fisher will be weighing in a little later on Royna's latest project, the new de Capo album. So let's move on to a little bit of that interview. All right, great. Like I said, okay. it's, it's so fantastic to talk to you. You are like one of my heroes, really. Oh, really? <laughs> so uh, I guess I'll get rolling here. Yeah, You've been in a number of legendary bands, and you've worked with some of the top mm-hmm. names in music in a career that yeah, pretty yeah. much goes back to the beginning of what we call progressive rock. So uh, yeah. how did you get started? Did you come from a musical family? And who were your early influences?
4: Uh, well, I, I wouldn't really say – well, My mother played the piano. My mother played the piano, and I had her brother play the piano, too, but he was more like a jazz pianist, sort of. So sometimes we visited them, you know, and he had the piano, and he had drums and, like, uh, upright bass and stuff like that. So we were sort of playing around with, with all these instruments, you know, when I was a kid, more like a kid, like six, seven, eight years old. Okay. Uh, and my mother played the piano, but we did not have a piano at home. Uh, my grandmother had a piano, um, so there was lots of listening to the radio when I was a kid, from from an early age, probably like three, four years old, something like that. You know, okay. and the radio was on. You know, and we had anything from Frank Sinatra to. To Bing Crosby and uh, lots of lots of uh, popular music at the time before the Beatles.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Uh,
4: and uh, I don't know. There was just something about music that that was intriguing. And then I remember when I um, I had a friend who. Who could actually play the guitar? And this was probably uh, around the age of 12, I think, 11 or 12. Okay. And he could he could play the guitar. And I had a guitar because my daddy had a guitar, but he never learned to play the, this guitar. So it was just just hanging on the wall. And then I got to know this new friend and he was playing guitar and he was playing classical guitar, but he was interested in rock music also. So we were sort of, you know, getting into the doors and Jimi Hendrix and all that stuff, you know, King Crimson. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, he actually, uh, I learned to. To play the first few chords, you know, because we were playing Beatles songs and stuff like that. And uh, so he showed me a few chords. And, and from there on, I pretty much, you know, just spending a couple of hours a day at home, you know, and listening to records and and uh, learning to play the guitar. And and both me, I have two brothers, you know, and, and both brothers, they are my older brother, Pierre. he He was pretty much into the same kind of music, you know. We were, of course, listening to the Beatles, and then you know later came you know bands like uh, Allman Brothers. You know if you were into the blues and okay. and yes, and and King Crimson and all these bands. Weather Report. Um, so so you know we saved up some money and we bought records and and um, there, there was you know an, an interest and and as I said, my mother was playing the piano, so she. She was interested in 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 music and and did understand pop music, you know. So when the Beatles came along, she she really liked it, and and she understood jazz and she she understood classical music. So so uh, there was kind of a you know a variety of, of 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 music. We we had we had the pop music and all that happening, and then we had the classical music and the jazz and. So um so yeah there there was there was music around in my home but um there was no one playing pr- music professionally
0: until you, know. you and your brothers.
4: No, yeah, yeah, and me and my brother and I think we my 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 um, my older brother we we started about the same time and playing and I he was more interested in in sports and I was more interested in in the music you know so I was spending all the time l- learning to play songs and trying to figure out how to bend the strings on the guitar and stuff like that (laughs) to sound like whoever Jimi hendrix or peter green or you know those guys
0: okay did um, did one of your brothers actually play on on the flower kings or or on one of your solo projects yeah
4: yeah yeah my my younger brother michael yeah okay i thought so yeah yeah and he's he's now singing with Kaipa coppus so oh, so okay. yeah he he's he's been working with music um not full time all the time, but he was in a quite a popular pop group here in sweden and and he was actually in the Flower Kings from the beginning playing bass for yeah, that's what i thought yeah for about four or five years i think and uh and uh, now we're playing together again so so he's been recording with the Flower Kings, and we've been touring. We've very been to cool. Japan and to America, and, you know. Okay. So yeah, so um, so there's there's music in the family, you know. Yeah. And, and my my mother still loves. She's she's still alive, you know, and she's eighty four. So she she still loves music, you know. And she she had an, a very open mind, and and I remember remember when when people like Emerson Lake and Palmer came on Swedish television or Jimi Hendrix she could she could hear that it was you know they were talented musicians and she was telling yeah. me i think i think she was digging emerson lake and palmer even before myself you know so wow <laughs> kind of weird you know mother and you know she was saying, oh, Jimi hendrix he can really i don't like his singing but i really like his his guitar playing it's you know the blues and all you know, the, the the fancy stuff jimmy did on the guitar you know she she he understood it you know and she still listened to music you know and i can play I can play the Flower Kings music to her, and and I she loves the new Anderson Stolt album because she loves John Anderson singing, you know. So we, wow. it was a big big thing, you know, when I made this album with John and and you oh, know. Oh yeah, yeah. So 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 it's um yeah. It, there's lots of music in the family still, you know. All three brothers and and my mother, we are into music.
0: All That's sorts. Great. That's great. Mom's eighty four and she's still hip.
4: Yeah, she's yeah. hip. Yeah, she's great. even hip to King King Crimson. <laughs> wow,
0: yeah, that's, yeah. that's really hip. <laughs> well, maybe
4: not the not the hardcore stuff, you know. But but you know the more melodic King Crimson stuff and Procol Harum. She loves Procol Harum too. Oh, so.
0: another good band. Yep. Mm-hmm. So So uh, you mentioned Sweden and your brother was in a pop group over there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It seems to be uh, at least from from looking from America, it seems to be a mm-hmm. like a breeding ground for progressive rock. There's bands like Kaipa. Who were there at the beginning, and then you had like yeah. Angligard, Anecdoten, and the Flower oh, yeah, Kings. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They were important in the resurgence of Prague in the nineties. So, uh, what yeah. is it about Sweden? Is it? <laughs>
4: uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I have the answer to that. But right. I mean, you can speculate. And and I'm thinking that maybe it has something to do with uh, uh, maybe the standard of living. You know, we have, um, uh, you know, people are. Let's put it this way: I think uh, most parents have the the money to actually buy a drum kit or or an electric piano or electric guitar mm-hmm. and the amp, you know, and you know, put them in the basement to start practicing drums or electric guitar and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so I think that, and, and we have music schools and and. Um, Besides that, I don't, I don't really know. I don't know why. And I, sometimes I'm thinking that that we had some really cool music in the '60s too. You know, we had bands like Hansen and Carlson, which was like a, like a a duo of, of a drummer and a Hammond organ player. You know, playing okay. kind of psychedelic uh, Hammond music. And we had Made in Sweden, who was a like a fusion trio, you know, and the guitar play from that band then went on to Blood, Sweat and Tears. And, okay, uh, I didn't know that. And a few, yeah, and he was also in the Saturday Night Live uh, orchestra for a long time and he okay. played with uh, Donald Fagan and Roberta Flack and all those guys Simon Garfinkel I think so he was uh, quite successful uh, and uh, they were really, really good uh, jazz fusion, prog fusion band you know in the end of the 60s and we had a cu- couple of other really really interesting bands in Sweden I think sometimes it's one ba- band is sort of I- inspiring another one you know one generation of, of prog band, you know, and, and the younger guys are looking looking at, ah, oh, these guys uh, 10, 15 years ago, they, they did this incredible music, you know, and it was really far out, and <laughs> with yeah. all these psychedelic fuzz guitars and, you know, yeah. all that swirling synths and, and hammer dogs and all that. So, I'm thinking that maybe, maybe it's because of, you know, the, uh, the tradition, you know, it just builds on, you know, one band after another, you know, and the you know, taking inspiration from other Swedish prog bands.
0: Progressive. Wh- which, yeah. Yeah. yeah
4: which Kyper was of course one, you know, we had uh, another one, Sambla Mama's Man. We had another one that's called Flesket were Really good, good players. You know, they were kind of almost like Sapa, Frank Sappa style.
0: Okay. Music, you know? uh,
4: so, um, so maybe, I don't know, maybe that's the, tradition you know it's just we're just building on that you know and and we have lots of musical education in schools and stuff like that okay. too so it's
0: yeah. um uh, yeah so how how popular is progressive rock there today
4: well you know it's it's not sweden is not a big country you know so let's say uh at the peak you know when flower kings did a, a, a like a, a just like flower kings show you know in Let's say in Stockholm, maybe we could pull like 500 people, something like that. So it's not like super, <laughs> it's not like super okay. big, you know, not, not like we're playing in arenas. But, but you know, pretty much that's that's. Um, besides the really, I like the, the bigger bands like Dream Theater, whatever, uh, bigger progressive bands, Transatlantic perhaps. Sure we can we can i mean in in europe and uh, in particular but sometimes in the united states we c- you can have a decent size audience but uh, well in in europe of course we have a bigger audience and uh, in sweden i would say prog bands you know if whatever anecdoten or anglagard these guys are playing it's well that's basically it's, it's like a couple of hundred people at the most i would okay. say
0: so it's it's not super big. I'm trying to help fix that over here yeah. in the United yeah, States. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, I'm trying to spread the word on this fantastic mm. music. Mm. So we heard a little of Roina's musical beginnings, but let's take a little break for a tune that was the beginning of my love for the work of this brilliant man. It comes from the album The Flower King in 1994, and it was Roina's return to progressive rock after years, after he left Kaipa, of him dabbling in more popular music forms. While this album is technically a Roina Stoltz solo album, it set the template for The Flower Kings. This is the title track and the name under which the band would eventually be known, The Flower King.
1: is a heart where it all can begin It's just a matter of time It's just a matter of trust It's just a matter of faith We all sleep in the dust Don't deny Just verify of it all it's the cycle of all events and red See all the beautiful shame flowing out of my head It's just a matter of time It's just a matter of trust It's just a matter of faith We all sleep in the dust Verify the genius of it all It's the cycle of our living Hear the children,
2: hear the children call We believe in the light, we believe in love Every precious little thing We believe you can still surrender You can serve the flower
0: That was The Flower King from the Roina Stolt album of the same name in 1994. Now let's check in with Rob Fisher, our resident reviewer, who also does his fine work for The Progressive Aspect and Prague Radar. Here's Rob weighing in on the latest project from Reunestolt, Kaipa Decapo. Capo. Over the past few episodes, Progressive Discoveries has frequently taken a look at the exciting and creative prospects for progressive rock when it opens the doors and begins to absorb modern sounds and contemporary ideas. However, toward the end of 2016, Swedish band Kaipa Decapo Capo provided us with a timely and hugely impressive reminder of the heartfelt values and resonant vision which have always been the lifeblood of progressive rock, with the release of their album, Der Scapin's Monotony. Listening to this record genuinely feels like a form of nostalgic homecoming, enfolding and uplifting you with all the warmth and security the memories of such experiences provide. The music is wonderfully alluring and intense, echoes of the past blending with experiences of the present, enticing, compelling, engrossing, and by the end of the record, leaving you happily exhausted and refreshingly satisfied. Now let's listen to his song, the title track, Der Scapin's Monotony, which Google tells me roughly translate to Folly Monotony. That was the title track to the Kaipa De Capo album Der Schappen's Monotony. Now we'll get back to Rob. The key to the sheer brilliance of the album is the way they have returned to the original spirit, style, and sound of the band from when it was formed in 1973. Built around Ingemar Bergman on drums, Thomas Erickson on bass, Hans London on keyboards and Reiner Stolt on guitar, they recorded three albums, Kaipa in 1975. Inget Niet Under Solen, 1976, and Solo, 1978, with Mats Lindbergh replacing Ericsson who had left the band. Stolt and Lindbergh departed not long after, but Der Schappen's monotony marks the reunion of Bergman, Ericsson, and Stolt, who are joined by Max Lorenz on keyboards and Michael Stolt on vocals. Listening to this new album is in many ways like listening to the original three albums. As soon as you hear the opening chords, you just have the feeling that this is Prague as it was always meant to be. There is a natural energy, a sense of vitality, and joyful enthusiasm which emerges and endows the music with an organic sense of purpose and togetherness. More importantly, it showcases what can happen when good friends who enjoy each other's company get together and play music. It tells us all that the original spirit of Prague is alive, well, and thriving in the 21st century. Again, that was Rob Fisher of Prog Radar and the Progressive Aspect. When I post this show to my website, progwatch.com, I'll have links to Rob's full review of the Kaipa Decapo album and to Rob's new endeavor, a blog also entitled Progressive Discoveries.
3: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the
3: bride and groom?
1: More than once, actually.
3: Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: I never win and tell.
3: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary.
0: Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now let's continue on with more of my Roina Stolt interview. But I've said on my show more than once, I think, that I... I think you're one of the most prolific writers of all time. <laughs> the, uh, the sheer volume of music that you've written to me uh, yeah, is unbelievable. Yeah. And I think that five minutes of a flower Kings album has more than more music in it than about 10 whole albums I from know, your know. typical pop music <laughs> artist it's, of the day. It's, so,
4: it's insane because when I, when I look back now and, 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 uh, as you, maybe as you know, we're taking another break for a couple of years now and. And now, when when you're sort of looking back, you know, from a distance, and you you hear the songs, it's like I'm thinking, oh my God, did why did we put po- put in all those <laughs> melodies and riffs and stuff? It's like so it's so dense. It's, it's
0: it is. So, it's, it's
4: so complicated, you know. Yeah. And I, and I understand there's there's a certain audience with that kind of prog, you know, that like it, right. Uh, well, it's not like it's not like Pink Floyd. They have a theme, and then maybe a guitar solo, and they space out with you know with sounds and stuff like that. But in the Flower King songs, you have like twenty-five themes. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's more symphonic. It's so, it's
4: so yeah, yeah it's, so, it's so it's so complicated. And I, I was even thinking, oh, how c- could we remember that? You know, we're going on <laughs> tour, and we're we're playing two two hours or two and a half hours of music, doing a show. And remembering all this, you know, yeah, how do we do it? Like yeah. rehearsing for five days or something like that. It's just, it's just insane. But I mean, I'm now looking back when you're in the middle of, of all this, it, it, it all comes very natural. Of course. It, It's like, yeah, of course we can do yeah. it. Again,
0: <laughs> we I mean, can do it. But <laughs> Anderson, Anderson Stolt felt very much the same way. There was a lot of oh, music. Oh, in it it yeah, just kept yeah. moving from one thing to another. It never oh, really yeah, stopped for I, very long.
4: I, I know, I know. But I mean, John just kept sending stuff, you know, and I was like, can you put this in? You know, I will well, try. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I put it in. Oh, yeah, that's great. I have another thing here. Well, what do you think? You know, and, and then I was thinking, OK, I'll, I'll put something in here and, and see. And I was playing to John and he said, oh, that's great. Yeah, let's keep that and, you know, move on. And then we're just building and building and building Be- because the, there wasn't a plan from from the beginning. He just in, you know, he sent a few themes over, and I started working on it. And I added stuff, and then I sent it back to him. And, uh, and and he liked it. Okay, and we were just keep on building, you know, minute after minute of new music, new themes. And I was looking at the beginning of the song. and said, Oh, let's see if I take this theme, you know, and I build a riff, uh, you know, the bass guitar on this. And then I add a different chord structure, you know, or a different rhythm, and just, you know... That's well, that's the beauty of, of progressive rock, you know you can do whatever you want you know yeah. <laughs> no I mean, one no one can question is that really relevant for the song? of course it's relevant <laughs> for the song you know it's, you know? Sure. but I, I i do understand and and many people think it's pro- probably too too much i don't know but but it's it's interesting and it's it's like it's fun
0: so uh what what's your writing process like do you often work that way where things just kind of Evolve is is your approach? Do you, you go in with like set ideas and and or, or I is mean,
4: it personally? I mean, the the Anderson Stolt was a, a little bit different because it all started with John sending a couple of maybe a couple of themes, you know. And that did was you guys?
0: Building on- did you guys actually meet in person or was this all done by file sharing? No, nah, or... we
4: of course we, we met before that. You know, we okay. met a couple of times before that. But but when we were working on the album we did not meet. We were talking on the phone and we were mostly sending emails back and forth, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, every day and sometimes I had like fifteen emails a day <laughs> from John. <laughs> i was thinking, oh my God. It's kind of bizarre, of course, uh, because having having all these emails from 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 John Anderson, I think, oh, God, this guy used to be in yes, you know, and, and here we are, like sending emails back and forth, you know, yeah, how cool for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. So it's it, it was kind of insane, but that's that's something that worked in the end, you know. It it um, on paper, I would probably say, oh, no, no, no. That, that that kind of a prospect uh, that's that's w- w- you know you gotta be in the same room and at, at least a couple of times you know or recording the basic tracks or whatever but we did in Sweden we r- recorded the basic tracks with, with Jonas and Felix and Tom Brislin came over from America and we recorded the basic tracks in the studio and then, then I was overdubbing guitars and then John was overdubbing his vocals and we were sending back and forth so okay. and it worked in the end it worked but it was, took took some time. So
0: <laughs> that, that was a little bit of a different thing for you then to do it that way. You don't usually do it,
4: it that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, normally when writing, when I'm I'm writing songs, it's it's. Uh, I don't spend an awful lot of time. I usually because it's so. It was interesting because I had this conversation yesterday, I think, with Jonas Rangel, the bass player, and and he felt he was sort of kind of stuck, you know, in the writing process and he felt everything he was writing was just sounding like shit. And this, this is no good. It's not good enough. And I was trying to tell him that, that my, my writing process is usually I just sit down by the keyboard, uh, something comes up, I fiddle around a few metal, melodies and then I try to record it uh, very quick. And then I leave it, you know. I don't sit sit around for a day with, with something, with a new idea. Because if you do, maybe by the end of the afternoon, you feel it's, no, it's not good enough. So you just scrap it. I don't do that. I, I, I do the basic idea and then I leave it, maybe for, for a couple of days or for a week. And then I go back. And if I feel, ah, that's, that's good. That's a nice melody. That's a nice, uh, you know chord structure. Then I keep building on it. And then I can spend, uh, let's say, I spend a day on that or I can go back even one more time or two more times and and build and change stuff and take out the weak spots and change a few chords. So it's almost like a painter, you know, you're painting and then you leave Mm -hmm. it for a few days and then you're coming back and you see what's right and what's wrong and change the colors and then yeah, you do this for for a couple of, of, of times or a couple of days and then then you see everything clearer you know if you just keep on w- working on a song and and uh, maybe you just you know it's it's um, it's going to come out the wrong way or you're going to get bored with the song or you feel it's not good enough or so so i i think censorship is is good but uh, I, th- I leave the censorship t- until later because okay. you can always say okay that song wasn't good it wasn't good enough that's fine but I'd rather not say it's not good enough before I tried or I, I tried to write the lyrics or sing you know try different melody or something like that mm-hmm. I so do a little... I have an op- a, op- an open mind you know and and if you have an open mind I think it's easier to sort of collect whatever is good in in the end you c- you can hear it.
0: Mm-hmm. I I do a little bit of this on the side, nothing like what you're Mm, doing, but, mm, mm. uh, so I know a little about what you're talking about as far as, you know, I mean, there's been times and usually I'm one of those people. I like to leave it and and like go away from it for a while and then come back. Mm, mm. But there have been a few occasions where I just like, like spit out something over like three days and it was, it was really good, you know? And Mm. And it was just, I was just, I don't know the muse was with me or something, but usually I like to leave it now. Now, have you ever run into the situation where you kept going back and kept fixing things or, or, you know, how do you know when to, when to quit when it's, you know, because Uh, I mean, some people tend to like polish and polish and polish until they uh, polish away the whole thing. And there's nothing left of the the, the, the fun, the funness that was there in the beginning is gone because you just got rid of it.
4: Well, that's, that's a possibility. Uh, but I think uh, what I do is, is I, as I said, I, I try to not work for too long, you know. Um, but sometimes I go back. I, I find something that I think is interesting. Then I go back and I work with it. Uh, I try to really build something, you know, and, and make it into a full song and maybe with, with, with vocals and lyrics and everything. And then in the end, still... It doesn't feel right, you know. And then you have just have to, you know, you, to be honest with yourself and say, ah, wasn't good enough. But then at least, okay, I I, I wasted uh, four days or five days, but it's not the end of the world, you know, because sometimes you you write a song and then you, well, after two hours you have the basic chord structures and uh, the basic idea of the song and and even the the melody, and then you sit down with a with a a notebook and then you start writing the lyrics and and you find yourself in the in the afternoon you have written a song you know
2: mm-hmm. uh,
4: so that happens also but 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 usually when it comes to the more complex uh, multi-part uh, progressive rock songs it it takes some time you know and you take away stuff and you put in new stuff and you change the tempo well these days when you have sequencers, you can sort of you can you can sort of bend the songs and twist them, you know, with tempos and, and uh, uh, different keys or, you know, whatever, different orchestrations.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of tools there uh, in the computer. Yeah, yeah. and
4: it, it can it can change, you know, because it's, I mean, um, the sounds, you know, and the orchestration is sometimes important. Sometimes it's, it's of course, less important, you know, but, but sometimes it sort of almost gets like... Uh, an important part of the song is actually the sound or the the, the colors of, of, you know, the orchestration sort of is, is really, it becomes part of the song, you know. So, so it's, uh, I would say it's, it's, I do have a, a basic um, procedure, you know, the way I work with songs, but there's always like exceptions to that, of course, you know. Sometimes you catch a song and it just takes about a couple of hours and, and it end up on a Flower Kings album or Transatlantic or whatever. And and sometimes you really work hard with a song, but for whatever reason it doesn't, you know, in the end it doesn't cut it really. that really doesn't feel like the best song you've written. So yeah. you just have to, you put it in, uh, you know. I, I have lots of lots of songs. I have lots of songs. People say, oh, Royne, they, you know, Flower Kings, they they release too many albums. It's too much music, et cetera, et cetera. And, and uh, the, the funny part is when people say, oh, yeah, Royne, he, he released everything he writes. And then I, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, oh, no, I'm not. I,
0: <laughs> you have a uh, lot of for,
4: Fortunately, I'm not, because then you have like uh, five or six albums a year, and so I don't, but, it, you know.
0: Do you ever go back to any of that stuff and listen, try to pull out some, what Uh, was good about this or that?
4: Yeah, well, well, I do, I do sometimes, and and, uh, and and sometimes you're surprised because you find something, and and, and uh, usually not in the form that you did back then. But you listen to it maybe after five years, and you take it and you think, oh, this song could really be a nice ballad if you take down the tempos uh, like twenty BPM down mm-hmm. or something yeah, like that, yeah. or or you're just uh, embarrassed by the lyrics and you you. You know, scrap the lyrics and write something new, and 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 suddenly it turns into a really nice song. You know, so uh, to have an open mind, I think it's it's best, and not to take it to, um, to I don't know. Don't don't let the songs be too personal, and and you have to you know be critical you know, yeah. towards the songs. And sometimes yeah. it's it's diff- yeah, I mean sometimes it's difficult to have to hear people say. Uh, things about your music or talk about your songs a band master, maybe they, they like the song or they don't like the song for whatever reason and and don't take it personal you know it's it's just one of those songs you're writing and and uh, you know you, you don't have to play every song you write you know <laughs>
0: right. like i said i'm going to save the second half of the interview for another roiner Stoltz special roiner stolt special, <laughs> Reiner stolt special. So now, let's hear some more great Royna Stolt music. This is Wreck of HMS Nemesis from Roina's second solo album, Hydrophonia, in 1998. That was a wreck of HMS Nemesis from the 1998 Rainer Stolt album Hydrophonia. We haven't actually heard a Flower Kings tune yet on this show, so let's do that now. This is from the 2012 Flower Kings album Banks of Eden, and it's a song called "For Those About to Drown."
1: The song she sings has lost its soul. The king is busy with his plot and promises of love forgotten. The words are bone, but with a soul. So, a stranger comes to town with the promise of salvation. For those about to grow.
0: about to drown from the Flower King's 2012 album called Banks of Eden. Now let's finish things up with one of several, quote, extracurricular projects in which Roina has been involved. This is from a band called The Tangent, which featured Roina Stolt alongside Andy Tillerson, Guy Manning, and Flower King's alums Jonas Reingold and Zoltan Zors. This is part of the title suite from the debut album by The Tangent entitled The Music That Died Alone.
2: Public face lost in our forgotten.
0: Well, that's about all we have time for, and I really worked hard to cram all this great stuff into one 90-minute episode. Look for part two in a few weeks, which will also be jam-packed full of great Roina Stolt music, including more Flower Kings, Kaipa, Agents of Mercy, and the Anderson Stolt projects from last year. I'll see you next week for a regular variety show. In the meantime, continue to Prague on, brothers and sisters.